Hello, my name is Tracy, and I thank you for tuning in to Standard Imaging's Out of the Gray, the world's fastest growing radiation oncology and medical physics podcast. If you haven't already, please be sure to subscribe and share with your colleagues, friends, and family to help these stories continue their reach. Without any further delay, let's jump into this latest conversation. and welcome back to another episode of Out of the Gray, the podcast where we discuss all things radiation oncology and medical physics. Um, as always, my name is Tracy and I'm incredibly excited with me to have with me today the amazing Brandon Smith. Brandon, thank you for taking time out of your day to join us on the show. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. And how about yourself? I can't complain. Just living the dream and enjoying every day as it comes. So, I certainly appreciate you taking time, as I mentioned, to join us today. Uh, would you like to introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about, uh, about you. Yeah, most definitely. So my name is Brandon Smith. I am a medical imaging professional. So I'm actually registered in radiography, uh, vascular interventional, and I am a a certified imaging informatics professional. Uh, I I reside in Houston, Texas. Uh, I love to tell people I am a a true Bayou boy, Texas, Louisiana, born and bred. Um, And I am really invested in what we do uh, as medical imaging and radiation therapy professionals. Such an honor to be here. Uh, So in being here, uh, I want to be very clear that any of my experiences or opinions are uh, solely a reflection of what I think and how I feel. Uh, None of that is a reflection of my employer or opinion of my employer. And the same with any entities or uh, official capacities that I might hold or represent. Um, So with that being said, uh, hey, I I just think I'm I'm hanging out there like everybody else, uh, working, trying to stay out of the way. Um, I am in the middle of a national election. So as you can see, I have lost most of my hair, uh, but I am uh, I'm holding strong. Well, here we we like to start things off um, by kind of digging into your experiences a little bit first. I know you're you, you have a lot going on right now. Uh, I know the ASRT elections are are something we're going to touch on here in a bit. But um, if you don't mind sharing with us, how did you find your way into radiation oncology? What did that look like for you? So when I got into uh, medical imaging. Uh, it's because of, and I know he's going to laugh when he hears this. So my, I'm a second generation technologist. So my dad has been doing MRI for the longest, and he is the biggest like MR enthusiast. That's probably why I don't do MR today. Because uh, like, dad, oh my God, you're killing me. <laughs> um, and so I grew up around it. But of course, you know, like most um, children, I want to do my own thing. So. Uh, I went off into engineering and I really couldn't find the same um, enthusiasm for uh, engineering as I, I knew I had for medical imaging and growing up around, uh, you know, CT scans, MR and, you know, playing in dark rooms and different things, just going to work with my dad. Uh, and so at some point, and at the, toward the end of my uh, initial college career, I was like, no, nah, I'm, I'm going to jump ship and go into imaging. And so I started uh, in x-ray school and I've been, I've been, here I am, here I am ever since. And so I love it. Uh, it's something that uh, means a lot 
to me for several reasons. I think so much of who I am has become infused with uh, what I do professionally uh, as well. Just, I guess, kind of a purpose uh, in a sense in, in so much of my personal and professional life. I have a family full of technologists and I follow somewhere like in the middle. So um, it's been it's been interesting. At family gatherings, uh, no one ever talks shop, I'm sure. Uh, no, you know, because nobody wants to get my dad riled. My sister-in-law and I used to, one does interventional, and so that's been, that's the just of my clinical career uh, in interventional uh, radiology. And uh, But other than that, we try to keep it simple. Everybody, most of the people in my family are in healthcare, uh, so everybody does something different. And uh, so sometimes we compare and contrast. Uh, and then uh, my wife and I talk private talk shop more often than not because she's an interventional radiology uh, nursing manager. Uh, and so sometimes sharing that perspective, you know, we start advocating uh, on two different sides of the fence and then we usually come to a, a better understanding. But it's been a, a big growth experience uh, with that to get a, you know, a nursing exp- uh, perspective and then for her to truly understand medical imaging perspective because you have nurses in a medical imaging service line. So it's always an interesting conversation. Always, always. I can relate to that. Some uh, some similar conditions in, in my home. <laughs> Lots of interesting uh, conversations to be had around the dinner table. That's for sure and for certain. Yes, um, so moving forward into the next part of what you have going on now, super exciting stuff for you with the ASRT elections coming up, uh, coming to a close very, very soon. Um, what, what is that looking like for you? How are, how are things going? Uh, so uh, outside of high anxiety, you know, one <laughs> thing that I will always be appreciative of is to find myself on the ballot with sub, such exceptional people. Um, everybody showing up in my mind, because there's work to do and there are things that we're interested in doing. Um, I think uh, when we look at the numbers, sometimes uh, people don't really understand that there is a, a opportunity to really articulate our voice, uh, whether it's the board of directors, whether it is serving as a delegate, whether it is just uh, being a volunteer. So we have... Uh, through the ART, more than 350,000 registered technologists and therapists, uh, probably a little less than half of, of those members are members, uh, excuse me, of those professionals are members of the ASRT, and probably about, I would say anywhere from 2 to 3% vote. Uh, and so it's really important to know what's going on, I think, uh, with the pandemic, uh, we're in a very pivotal time. I uh, got the pandemic going on where people are focused on healthcare. We have some major changes with the ASRT as a society and a business. Uh, when I say as a business, uh, recently uh, this year, uh, our longstanding CEO, Dr. Sal Martino, uh, is retiring. and He has been phenomenal uh, to the organization. And so uh, there's definitely a legacy invested instead of a person lost. He's definitely leaving uh, the organization well-equipped. And then for those who uh, who have been very involved, uh, Mr. Uh, Greg Morrison, uh, who is 
probably simonious with the with the term ASRT uh, retired uh, at the at the beginning of this year as well. And so, when we consider all these factors of change, we have to think about what moving forward looks like for us. Uh, as an organization, and that is being considered of the business and being considered of the society. I know some people like, well, Brandon, what do you mean? Um, you know, as a society, the society is our voice. That's where we are represented as a profession, and the business uh, is how we, you know, generate that revenue to support the society and to make sure we have the resources to articulate our voice uh, and things of that nature. And so there's a synergy there. And so anyone who is interested in that student, professional, what have you, you have to respect the synergy of both uh, in order to get that comprehensive success and to know that the work we're doing is more about community success than it is about personal endeavor. An excellent message and, uh, and good goals for, for folks to consider. Um, I am a bit surprised that, uh, that only 2 to 3% of the ASRT members are interested in voting. Or is yeah. is that a historical figure? So I think I think the trend changes, and it's it's not. Um, I don't think it's unique to the ASRT, um, but a lot of people, you know, a lot of people see a continuing education uh, as a purpose to be a part of an organization instead of a benefit. And I so see. when we start talking about engagement. You know, there's a real opportunity there. If you feel underrepresented, if you feel misrepresented, if you don't feel uh, represented at all, you know, this is the place to show up. Professional organization is the place where we meet, uh, we gather, we collaborate, you know, we strategize and we move. Mm -hmm. uh, it's continuing education is just a benefit uh, of that. But you have people who have, you know, opinions we have to respect. Uh, some people do not uh, favor organizations. Some people um, have had ill experiences. Uh, some have had very positive experiences. I think my message to anyone would be it is your organization uh, and that you have be a shareholder instead of a stakeholder. Do not let more decisions impact you than you're impacting decisions. And so when you show up, whether it's right, wrong, or indifferent in comparison to someone else, you are, you know, taking your seat at the table uh, when it comes to those type of things. And I think we just have to be enthusiastic about remaining to uh, push that message. Regardless of what membership uh, is in number, we represent 100% of the radiation therapists and medical imaging professionals out there because the work we do benefits Anybody, whether they're encouraging or discouraging, they have a belief in us or they doubt us, whether they, you know, see our value or discount us. The work we do is not biased uh, to cheerleaders. I think sometimes it's intimidating. The first time I ever went to a meeting, whether it was on a local level, state level, national level, uh, you walk into a room or walk into an event at a time, when, you know, we were still very much so meeting in person. And it's like, oh, my what is going on? Like, you know, you, you see these people that you've only seen in magazines or you've seen, you know, in some form, you're like, I mean, wow. Well, I mean, what do I say? You know, uh, but then you, you stop letting that deter you 
and you decide that, you know, I want to be a part of what propels us forward. Uh, and then the more you work, the more you realize that people are people. Uh, and you start to appreciate the person behind the persona, the person behind uh, the position. Uh, and then, you know, when we, I guess when we do profession right, uh, colleagues become associates, associates become friends, friends become family, and then we turn around and work. It's no longer work, and it really is. It's a purpose. We laugh and cry with the people uh, that we have been pioneering with all this time. Uh, we get to know each other's family, our children, our life's ups and downs, uh, and then we really do. We really do tap more into purpose than we do uh, into work or, you know, just uh, credential sharing, I guess, if, uh, for lack of a better term. Absolutely. But that, that said, coming up soon, uh, we mentioned it a little bit ago, the, the elections are coming to a close on March 8th. Um, and you're currently uh, on the docket for the, the seat of president, am I right? And so I'm on the docket for president-elect, how it works. Um, I am one of three candidates. Other two candidates are phenomenal people. Uh, you have uh, Mr. Joe Whitten, who has served uh, uh, a very, uh, very long time, about 30 years, and dedicated a lot of his work uh, to the ASRT, and he's from New York. And then Ms. Meredith Gammons, who is always a very welcoming and encouraging person. Uh, she's from the state of North Carolina. And so uh, it's definitely an honor to, uh, and a, uh, it's a race. Uh, you know, and so just to be considered. And so, uh, yep, I'm on the docket as president-elect. I encourage people to uh, follow profiles, follow uh, what, you know, each candidate is offering. Um, you have board officers that are running and you also have uh, delegates. So with the board officers, uh, we elect president-elect, which is the position I just um described to you. So with the president-elect upon election, when you're installed, you become the president-elect, you succeed to the president, and then you uh, are elevated to the board chair. Uh, we also elect the vice president, elect a treasurer, and elect the secretary as well as far as uh, the general body. Um, your other board members, you have the Speaker of the House as well as the Vice Speaker, but they're elected within the House of Delegates of the ASRT, uh, the legislative body uh, of our organization. And so um, you have your delegates, your delegates, there's a delegate for every modality in different sectors. So radiography, radiation therapy, um, sonography, interventional education, management, quality, I can go on. Uh, and so there's a lot of opportunities for people to be involved. Uh, and there's a lot of exceptional candidates uh, that exist on the ballot. It, the objectives are more likely than not shared. Uh, we're here for a reason. We're showing up for a reason. Our enthusiasm is driving us. Uh, and fortunately and unfortunately, sometimes, you know, that puts us in a race with each other I would hope more with each other than against each other, um, if that makes sense. And um, because our goal is the same. If I cannot succeed in what I do, 
if my success means that someone else has to lose, quote unquote, um, we're showing up. We're showing up. We're trying to figure it out. Uh, I'm pretty sure everybody's nail biting this election <laughs> and doing some type of yoga meditation in between. Um, but no, no, celebrating each other is one of those things. Um, it's, it's there. You know, there's there's a respect uh, and a consideration uh, in lieu of comp in lieu of competition. The competition is about showing up. We all have something different uh, to offer. But I believe the distant, the objective is the same. Absolutely, beautifully stated. Beautifully stated. Uh, you you can truly see the sense of family radiating from from every ounce of what you're doing, and I and I, I certainly appreciate that. And uh, it, it's it's admirable just to the the effort, the service that goes along with what you're doing. Is, is truly admirable. Just trying. I don't, you know, I don't, when words like that get used like admirable, I'm like, oh no, you know, I'm still a person. I make foot faults. I make mistakes. I make apologies. Uh, you know, by no means will I ever pretend uh, that I should be, uh, I should be a candidate for sainthood. But, uh, you know, what we do is important and a, and a candidacy is not going to change that. Who we represent uh, through the versatile modalities and, and as a service line that has been grossly undervalued uh, for a long time. We just have to make sure that discount is more external than it is internal and that we're pushing to improve that externally as well. Recognition comes with visibility. Visibility comes with being intentional. And so we have to be willing to see ourselves beyond an exam or beyond a service line. You know, you are, like we talked about earlier, you know, you're doing a podcast. People should know, oh, this podcast is going on and it's being, you know, driven, hosted, and championed by a radiation therapist. Like, well, I don't associate the two. Like, well, why not? Because so much of who I am as a professional is embedded in who I am as a person and vice versa. My skills are transferable. So don't put limitations on me that don't truly exist. But then it's our job to show people, you can't put us in a box, especially not a box that we didn't build. Uh, and so you, and you, you, go for, you go for it. You go unapologetically rad. You go for it. When people are asking us what we do, no, of course, we're not going to teach them KVP. And we're not going to tell them about, you know, the changes in mass. But really really making an impression so they, you know, when they step into the hospital and they're having imaging, they know, oh no, that's not a doctor, that's not a nurse. This is an RT, whether that's a registered technologist, whether that's a registered therapist, what have you. And I think we just really have to own that narrative and 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 not continuously live under someone else's limitations. Now, is that is that the easiest task? No, it's probably going to take some sweat equity. It's going to take some time, but we have to we have to be willing to be bold. You know, mm-hmm. we say we champion patient care. Uh, if we if we care to care, I guess, uh, for lack of a better term, um, we also have to be willing to show to show self. And this is what self looks like. And I don't expect you to understand, but I want you to hold me to the expectations to be able to articulate what that means. And I'm not asking someone externally to appraise me. I'm setting the value for what we're worth. And if you can't adhere to that, then 
I guess we have to we have to consider what resilience looks like. And I mean that in a in a in a very professional way, but we can't sit back and wait on invitations to a table that we've earned uh, that we've earned a chair. Absolutely, very true. Very true. And to that, for folks listening who might be interested in becoming more involved with the ASRT or finding a way to offer time for service toward our field, what suggestions or advice from your experience and your path forward might you offer that individual? So always be willing to connect, first and foremost, because you can volunteer for a lot of things, but if you don't understand the expectation or you don't understand uh, the parameters, um, you might volunteer and it's like, oh, it really wasn't for me. And so get to know, start to build your network, not network in the sense of how does it benefit me, but relationship building. How do we close that gap? How do we build that bridge? And so when we start to do that, then you start to meet people who may have either had the journey or been on the journey that you're interested in or can connect you with someone who could help with the things that align with your values. And then we start to fill out volunteer applications and start to volunteer for the things that matter. Then you might find that you're interested in something you never thought about. But the more we we have to get away from silos. Like I, I, I started using this line. I love it. I tell the people, I know they laugh at me because I'm, I'm, I am a coin phraser. Uh, <laughs> By by nature, it's just the way I talk. You know, take pride in your modality, but take purpose in your profession. You do not have to put what you do on the shelf. Be proud of being nuclear medicine. Be proud of being an interventional technologist. Be proud of being sonography. Don't let somebody say, hey, you do x-ray if you do radiation therapy. But make sure that that pride that you're taking in the modality it's still an investment in your purpose as a profession because we're here together. You know, we're here. There's not a, we are, we are medical imaging and radiation therapy. And so if we silo that, um, you know, we start to discount some of that comprehensive value uh, that we can only demonstrate together. It beautifully said, I wrote that one down. I'm going to keep it with me. <laughs> that's Forever. Forever. I love it so much because it, because that's so true. I know that um, we do tend to, even in, even in school, you know, that we have the college of allied health and there's four separate classes and, and, and we mix over to learn how to set an IV, <laughs> you know, we take some classes together, but even there, uh, kind of the siloing is initiated. And then from there forward as well, but to take pride in your modality and then purpose in the profession as a whole, like you said, is just uh, really a beautiful goal for for each and every individual, but our our community as a whole, kind of stepping forward and taking the reins. All right. No, it is. It is. And there's a uh, an awesome opportunity there. Me celebrating your talents is not a discount to my own. So mm-hmm. when, when I say I'm an expert in medical imaging and you ask me something beyond me, what what makes me the expert is that there are things I know that I don't know. And so I can tap into my colleague and say, well, you know, I want to ask you something about uh, radiation therapy. It's like, oh, let me stop you. Not a radiation therapist, but I know a bunch of them. Or, you know, I don't do no symmetry. And, it's, and nothing about that, you know, nothing about that dilutes my expertise. 
you know, it allows me to then uplift the people that I know who who are the experts in that. And that's how we I think I think that's how we push forward. I could be wrong, but I'm willing to bet on. I, I'm curious uh, from from your seat, given given your uh, perspective on the field, kind of an overview, big picture stuff. What do you what do you see being the big changes uh, coming over the next one, two, maybe even five years for our field? Oh man, uh, you know what? I, I'm going to give an answer that is probably going to be less exciting than you expected, but I think that really depends on how we choose to show up. I honestly think that depends on how we choose to show up. Um, how we move forward is going to be important. You know, like I said earlier, this is a time where uh, the world is focused on healthcare. Healthcare has, you know, gotten the microphone in the center stage because we've dealt with a pandemic. And even in that, you can still see the disparities where, you know, a lot of the uh, signs of gratitude say thank you to the physicians and nurses and others. And I was like, others, like that is amazing. Others. I think one of the most impacting stories I've heard that really kind of uh, hit me directly because it's from a first-person narrative. I was talking to a professional who worked uh, at a facility in New York who was really heavily hit uh, when in the height of COVID, uh, and she said, "You know, you know, Brandon, these people you clock in with, you go to lunch with, uh, you've known." You know, for most of your life, we know each other's children. Um, she said and it, it came to a point where some of us were clocking in and we weren't clocking out. She said, oh, we weren't clocking out the same way. And you're walking past, you know, containers that hold bodies and some of those bodies are people. And I and I had to sit like that was a that was a lot to digest. Um, and so I don't say, you know, we're. We're not essential because of pandemic. We were essential before a pandemic, essential during a pandemic, we'll be essential after. Um, but when we when we are willing to wage our mortality to promote healthcare and to show up, not feeling uncomfortable going home or not knowing what we've encountered at work. People are going to respect that, and that's not a request. Like people are going to see us as we are. We are showing up. We are getting it done. But on our end, we have to be willing to champion that message and not to accept uh, a discount based on somebody's inability to properly appraise us. And so we just can't. We cannot. Now, what does that look like? I don't know. You know, I don't. I don't. To, to tell you I had the algorithm or the, or the formula would be arrogant, it would be egotistical, and it would assume I could do it alone. But I'm telling you, I believe in us enough to spark a flame, to drive enthusiasm, to look someone in the face who is overly comfortable with saying that I'm just a tech, to agree with them, and then to tell them to articulate what that means, that you're just a tech, that you're just a therapist. Make sure that you feel that phrase with meaning, and you don't leave that to somebody else's assumption. Because what we do is incredible. What we do is show up for a community, and we have to make sure that we are attesting to that same community and reminding them 
that we are a community within a community. We are your husbands, your wives, your brothers, your sisters, your neighbors, the person who carpools with soccer. Our children go to school together. We go to church together. We shop at the same grocery store. I just choose to show up for my community in the form of medical imaging and radiation therapy. And this is what that looks like. When you stay next to a nurse, you know it's a nurse or a doctor. People need to know the same about you as a medical imaging professional and a radiation therapist. We will now take a quick break from our discussion to chat about our sponsor, Standard Imaging. With 31 years of dedication to good physics, we are here to help meet medical physics QA requirements accurately, safely, and efficiently. Our teams are looking forward to helping you select the best tools for the job and are only a click away at www.standardimaging.com. You'll find information about our comprehensive total QA solutions, find access to high quality customer care, support, and your regional account manager. We look forward to working with you and developing your program. Please feel free to reach out anytime. That is so powerfully stated. And, and, um, yeah, I couldn't agree more. I'm speechless and that rarely happens. I, I, I couldn't, I could not agree more. I know, um, watching the past couple of years and seeing, watching people that I know and have for more than half of my life, um, stand on those front lines and you know the others you 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 hear that and that that hit home for me that hit that hits hard um and i as i'm sure many of our listeners also feel getting associated with the others column is kind of um yeah that's a tough one that hurts but we can't we can't let it hurt us so much that it it repels us we look at that we have to look at that and see the opportunity and to say, it's not your job for me to, it's not your job to understand me. It's my job to articulate, but I will refuse to be ignored. So I want you to understand that, you know, and I think yes. that's twofold. And everybody is not willing it, that confronting it. First of all, the word confrontation gets such a negative connotation that I just don't agree with. You know, you have to be willing to hold it. You know, what does that look like for us? Are we champions? Are we bystanders to our own narrative? Not willing, not willing to do that. We can't have pride hidden away. And our pride also can't be so inflated that it depreciates others the same way that they depreciated us. But showing up saying that we appreciate you and our appreciation is not a negotiable about what we look like and what we do. Now, it's a long game. I mean, the words sound really nice. It's a long game. It's going to be comfortable and convenient. You have sometimes uh, where other factors come into play, uh, but it's a worthy cause. And, and I think if people really reposition their perspective and realize you can't clock in and clock out of a profession as easily as you think you can, you look up and you spent 45 years in a profession. You've given your life to something. So make sure that you always see that as a worthy cause and that you are a formidable op- opponent. And sometimes people with poor vision do give improper assessments, but it's our job to reconcile that and to, and to rectify uh, pe- uh, sometimes people's misaligned vision uh, with our value. And I'm here for it. I mean, I'm not going, I'm not changing career fields anytime soon. So, you know, most of the people I love to death 
the family that I've gained, not even, you know, the family I'm born into, the family I've gained, uh, those are people I'm going to care for for the rest of my life. And so, you know, I'm here for it. Now, I might not always be the most logical. Uh, I might not always have the right answer. Uh, but I'm intentional with being here. Being here is, um, you know, I, I, I told someone, because I can't remember who it was they asked, like, so what happens, you know, what happens, let's say you get it or you win, or what does that look like? I said, first of all, that's irrelevant. I said, and it's irrelevant to the extent I have all the respect for the office, all the respect for people who govern the organization, but it has to be more about and I say community success than personal achievement, because, you know, Tracy, when I die, my three sons are going to stand at a podium and talk about their father. They're probably never going to make mention of the ASRT. So all the ceremonies, all once they put the plaques away, because I doubt they'll keep stuff like that. So and, you know, and people have forgotten your accolades. It has you have to give yourself to things that benefit others and that that impact will be felt even when you as a person, you know, you fail to become a citation to that same, to that same uh, impact. And so it's important, you know, it, it, it's important. And I can't tell you why I got convicted at one point and I love what we do in patient care. And I think it, it's so important. You know, I, I've examined my grandparents uh, you know, they're in hospital dying and, you know, I'm taking their images, you know, and, and, and I think that really hit home. You know, when you can truly advocate for people in a fluent language and then you can turn around, it makes it easy to advocate for a profession, even when people are, sometimes when people are even demeaning because it's not about that. And I understand sometimes people are angry. Sometimes people are, are frustrated. Uh, you know, but we we have the opportunity to show up and then to kick back to make things lighter and laugh and joke and and have the anecdotes we share with each other. We probably couldn't always tell out in the public uh, and just to just to look at the professional and see the person, look at the professional and see the person and stop trying to separate the two so much uh, because there's a synergy there. I mean, there's there's just a synergy there, and you gotta appreciate that—the good, the bad, the ugly. We can't invest so much of our lives in medical imaging and radiation therapy, and just say that's what I do, and that's not who I am, because I just don't think that's true. Inspirational. I think sometimes we don't tap into those emotions we feel, or we've we've learned how to compartmentalize and disconnect. But what? There's humanity in our expertise, and that humanity is what allows us to be the best service to our, our patients. That's what service is. We can't serve them without acknowledging the humanity in ourselves. It's nothing I discovered, nothing I created. It's just something that is hard not to notice. Uh, I work with too many people not to notice that. And I just think, I just think, I just think if, if people are going to discount us, we shouldn't be discounting ourselves. So true. Burnout is real. Like we're gonna, we're gonna yeah. take it for granted, and that's where it comes in. Because I'm gonna tell you, you think I sound inspirational. It's times I'm just burned out. But you surround, <laughs> you surround yourself with people, and then and they hold you to it. It's like okay, go through your moment, bleed, yeah. sweat, cry, get over it. We got work to do. It's like oh, I don't want to do. I'm I'm just done with. 
And and then, but then you find that appreciation because when you're truly convicted, uh, you know, you back up. And like I said, you know, and in a lot of, I think a lot of my experiences comes from mistakes and regrets. You know, as you we grow and mature as people, you know, we think about how we could have done much better. Uh, you know, how how we can do much better tomorrow than we did yesterday. And so you just try to be a little better. Like I said, not perfect by any means. I would, oh man, I'd have just struck by lightning if I even, if I thought that. <laughs> and so um, it's not, you know, and I, you know, with all my mistakes, all my regrets, all scars and bruises, bad decisions, right decisions, I'm here. I'm here on purpose. Um, and hopefully, hopefully, you know, I can uplift somebody else because if I give you what I have and you only put 1% effort, by default, you should be better than me. If I have to hide some of what I have to beat you out, that's not, that's not, that's not really invested in people. And that's not really, it's not the best thing. So, but then we also have to learn the good with the bad. So when we meet people and we see the humanity and their expertise, now that's the second part of it. It's like, oh my God, I can't believe that. Well, do you idolize things and people so much that uh, you can't see the good in what they've done? I mean, because it's always, well, I know some people have done some incredible things. I probably wouldn't close my eyes to them. <laughs> but, you know, it's just that. It's just being, it's just trying to be a little more objective, being a little more open. Uh, being a little more understanding and forgiving of ourselves. Like I said, really, uh, pandemic really made me think about that, the humanity and our expertise and the people who empower the profession and the profession who empower the people. Uh, and sometimes it is personal. It, you know, it is, I, can, I don't know how you can work in healthcare and not take it personal, which is our, because if it is, that's pretty scary. Uh, but you ask people to get involved, not, you know, just to, Say you don't have anything to do, but I guarantee you'll meet some people who will change your lives. And it might not even be based on medical imaging and radiation therapy. Uh, it's just collaborating. And then, you know, like I said, everybody wants to have uh, meaning. Everybody wants to know they've done something awesome. Everybody wants to enjoy themselves to a degree. The best way to do that is to find people that you're aligned with and do the work. Now, everybody's not going to want to do the same degree of work. So by no means am I asking a, a, a person, uh, and I'm going to describe it in, you know, in chess pieces, and I don't mean this in any representation of a person, place, or thing. It's just using it as an analogy. You can't have the expectations of somebody who wants to put in a pawn's effort as a rook or a or a king or a knight or a queen or a bishop. And the same thing, you can't expect the bishop to move like a rook or a knight. And so you have to appreciate people with where they are. But there still has to be a level of engagement. You might not want to run as a delegate. You might not want to fill out a volunteer form. But if we are having a capital day in your state, then you should show up for that. Because people don't always understand the message, but they do understand the number. And when they see the number, they're probably a lot more likely to listen to the message. So when you hear there's a call for action for things like MARCA or for your state licensure 
or some mm-hmm. type of uh, legislation impacting your profession, even if it's not your modality, we go back to that phrase. Take pride in your modality. Cool. But take purpose in your profession. So think about this. The legislation that, that benefits us or propels our profession a lot of times, you know, it's not just voted on by professionals. Right. You have to be willing to be fluent enough or care enough about where we're going to be a part, to be a part of that. No, it's not always fun. Some of that stuff is extremely boring. Some of it is extremely confusing. Uh, and so I'm just being honest, but it's a purpose. There's a lot of bills that I've I've probably educated myself on that have nothing to do with my career path or the things I've done, but I know it, I know it benefits my colleague. I know that is, I know that that becomes a part of my profession. Those are that those parts of community success that we have to be tapped into. I, I'm I'm really appreciating you taking time to to share these things with us and and describe service and and um, invite others to participate and in looking more into it. You know, I think we all know ASRT.org is the website mm-hmm. to to yeah. find information about how to participate, how to get involved, and how to uh, how to show up for your community in your way. Right, and and, ch- and check your check your state affiliate out. That's very important. Your state affiliate. It's going to be one of the most intimate experiences you can have. And do not let encounters with people who you may not end up being friends with keep you from finding those friends you will have or doing the work that you came to do. Because we cannot let our purpose be contingent on poor experiences if we're not driving those experiences. And I know that sounds really idealistic. I don't mean to sound like a Dr. Seuss book uh, by any means, but it's just it's just like don't let somebody have that type of shareholding in your purpose. Like it's not easy. It's not fun. And I'm not even saying we don't have days where we time out, time out, don't tap out. That's it. You know, I mean, just that simple. And then get back to it. Realign, find what works for you, uh, but don't 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 forfeit don't forfeit your share so easily internally, externally, with others or with self. Like, hey, show up, be rad. I say that all the time, and yeah. that's usually that's as that's as nerdy, and it's as uh, and I sign my emails like that too. It's like, oh, rad regards. People are like, what does that mean? That means that I'm medical imaging. Uh, radiation therapy professionals like, oh, you do radiation therapy? No, but I have to say that all together. So y'all ask me what's what. But, you know, B-Rad for me is a culture. Like I said, I've gotten to the point where I say it to people who are not even in the profession. Uh, but it opens up a conversation. It's like, what do you mean by that? Yeah. It's like, I mean, it's just like, sure, B-Rad. You know, and I tell the students, you know, like, get rad. Like, what do you mean? Like, you know, you're you're working to becoming who you want to be. Get rad. Don't let anybody define that. So, get rad. Be rad. Stay rad. So if I'm if I'm blowing up your timelines and you see that, uh, I'm always using some type of form of hashtag of be rad or whatever. And I truly believe that. And I and I hope when people see it, they you know they take the opportunity to say, you know what, I am rad. And when people's like, what does that mean? Then you define that. You own your narrative. You. You be your hashtag, your tagline. Like we have, 
we have an obligation to always keep medical imaging and radiation therapy on their timelines. They will see us even if they refuse. And when they see us, they will recognize us. And when they recognize us, they will learn to appreciate us and we will not accept anything less. Something to hold near and dear and um, an, an amazing prospectus for the, for the future of our field. We have the opportunity and it takes all of us. No one person is going to have the solution for that. You know, and so uh, one person makes a difference, a group of people making a difference make a change. Without a doubt, without a doubt. Very, very well said, uh, beautifully stated. And I, I know I've said that a million times this episode, but I, I, it couldn't be more true. Uh, I, I'm looking forward to seeing how the the coming elections play out and, and wishing you all the best in uh, in that effort. Uh, well, regardless of how elections come out, it, like I said, it's a privilege to be on the ballot, uh, especially on the ballot amongst people who have done, I would say, uh, who've really chosen to show up. Uh, and that's, that's even outside of that one position. Um, but regardless of how election goes, enthusiasm cannot be tethered to elections and enthusiasm will continue and a title is not title is not going to change that. Now, that's, that's not me saying, you know, oh, yes, is this something I really want to do? Um, it is, but the, the bigger reason why I want to do it, um, it's not going to, it's not going to depreciate. I believe in who we are. I believe in what we do. I believe we can champion and own the change that we want to see. Um, and this is, this, this is a time that uh, as good as any. It is. It is. There's, you know, I, I don't, I don't think any field is perfect and that includes ours, but, um, those changes that we're hoping for, that we're, that we're seeking, you know, showing up, turning out and taking part is one way to get those changes accomplished. And we define what that is together. What's the expectation? What's the direction? What's the end goal? Because a lot of times we just talk about change in such an ambiguous way with no direction. Mm-hmm. So there has to be a plan with our passion. I couldn't be more grateful for the perspective and the, the sheer admiration and, and love for the field is, is clear and evident in, the, in everything you do and say. You know, Chatting with you, it's been an absolute pleasure. I couldn't be more grateful for you coming on the show and being willing to share these little tidbits and insights from a perspective of a clinician but also uh, a participant in the legislator that the legislation legislative processes that drive our field forward. No, it's uh, it's just little, you know, nothing to in depth. Just giving you my experience and and telling you, you know, I'm only reinvested the things that have been invested in me, and so I'm not doing anything spectacular. I'm just meeting the same standard that met me at some point, and so. Um, you know, I hope people take the time to view uh, their volunteers, to view their advocates, to view their state societies, to view their ASRT, to view their profession um, as it truly is. And it is what we make it. Brandon, again, I certainly thank you so, so much for taking time out of your incredibly busy day to come on the show, join us, share your very evident passion for our field with 
myself and our listeners. And um, again, congratulations on being on the president-elect DACA for the SRT. We certainly wish you all the luck in the world. We know it's going to be uh, amazing things ahead for, for, for both you and the ASRT as well. Well, thank you very much. And I really appreciate it. We all have the same time in the day. And, and it means a lot that you, you know, spend some of that time uh, just talking to me and, and all my, you know, and all my babbling. Babbling. It's, it's absolutely been a pleasure um, and, and, and an honor to have you on the show. I certainly appreciate it. I've learned so, so much today and been reminded also of some very important things, which is, is always a treasure. It's mutual. Thank you so much. Folks, if you're still listening, thank you so much. Please do click that like like and subscribe button. Share this with your friends, family, and colleagues to help these messages and these stories reach even further into our field. We've had a blast having you with us today, and we look forward to seeing you next time. 